0: You are listening to the IoT for All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT for All podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chicone, and on today's episode, we have Art Miller, the VP and Global Head of Retail IoT at Qualcomm Technologies. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with Qualcomm, they are a leading innovator uh, in, in wireless technologies in the IoT space. They do a ton of great things for the IoT industry, um, so check them out if you're, if you're unfamiliar, but I'm sure most of you have heard of them before and, and have potentially even work together. Um, So on this episode, it's a really good one. We talk about uh, the retail space as it connects to IoT. So what does the retail landscape look like in IoT? How has it evolved over the years? What technologies are playing a role? Those kinds of things. We also talk about how the pandemic actually impacted the retail space and potentially how IoT can help solve some problems that were um, realized and and started to be experienced during the pandemic um, that have now bubbled to the top as something that companies and these organizations want to focus now on. Um, We also dive into the supply chain logistics, logistics side of retail and how IoT is playing a role in really supporting that area. And then also we kind of, I guess, wind that down with um, talking about the future, talking about the future of what retail and IoT look like together, the power they can kind of do together, um, and what um, digital transformation at a high level looks like in the retail space. So overall, great episode. But um, before we get into that episode, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast growing and profitable IoT market, but don't know where to start, Check out our sponsor, Leverage. Leverage's IoT solutions development platform provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Art, to the IoT for All show. Thanks for being here this week. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, start off by having you introduce yourself to our audience. A little background information, anything you think is relevant to get some context as to who to listen to.
1: Sure. All right. Uh, it's Art Miller. I run our retail IoT business at Qualcomm. Um, for those of you who don't know Qualcomm, we're known more for the mobile side in uh, smartphones and, and other such devices. Uh, and we, I'm part of our IoT business group, which takes assets originally developed or intended for mobile usage into adjacent markets. And I specifically look after technology that goes into into retail.
0: Fantastic. And um, for those who may be a little bit unfamiliar with Qualcomm, um, at a high level, we'll talk about kind of what the focus is of the organization and how you all fit into the IoT space.
1: Sure. All right. So, uh, as I mentioned, we do well in the mobile space. We have a very broad portfolio primarily focused on cellular connectivity, uh, local area, or White or um, personal area networks, yeah. um, heavily focused on compute and uh, security. So three three pillars that we we build everything on, which is the connectivity, compute, and security, all highly integrated, power efficient solutions. And we've taken some of these mobile assets and start going into IoT. So if you start if you think of specifically in retail and IoT, you know, if you look at enterprise access points and retail environments, uh, the likes of let's say Cisco or Meraki or if you look at industrial handhelds being used by a store associate from Zebra or Honeywell, or even if you're scanning to find out what a price is in a, partic- in a, in a lane in a store, um, those are typically oft- or often powered by Qualcomm. Okay. If you start looking at uh, newer, newer use cases, you might see this in smart cameras or in uh, self-checkout or alternative forms of checkout or payment.
0: Fantastic. Well, that kind of answered my next two questions, which we're talking about the your role in in kind of the retail space. But is there anything you wanted to kind of elaborate on when it comes to retail specifically or any use cases that you think would kind of be good to highlight um, kind of the power and and the focus that you all have?
1: Sure. I think, you know, use cases today, because uh, if you look at retail, it hasn't changed much over time. But um, the use cases we're looking at are as things become automated, the use of robotics, whether it's to bring things from the back of the store to the front of the store or to use drones for delivery or uh, autonomous vehicles for delivery. Those are some of the, the you know advanced technologies we're using. If you look at an associate in-store, I mentioned the handheld, but maybe some augmented reality glasses to interact with the environment mm-hmm. around them to make them more efficient while picking or stocking. And then when you start looking at the consumer, interacting with the consumer at the shelf edge, potentially from either advertising or um, you know, just more information at the shelf edge or engaging them, creating relevant recommendations. So that's uh, those are some areas that we're, we're currently in and uh, okay. we continue to evolve.
0: Fantastic. So let's back up for a second and talk about retail, IoT and kind of the overall landscape from your perspective. So what does it kind of look like for those who may be unfamiliar with IoT and retail, kind of how it works together mm-hmm. and how has it kind of evolved over the last number of years to get to a point today?
1: Sure, so uh, IOT and retail, I guess if done properly, none of us will notice it, right? We'll just have better experiences in store. So we believe technology will be deployed to help improve our experiences, consumers, and associates experience uh, working in the store or improve operational efficiencies. So it's about digitizing everything in the store, eventually digitizing everything in the store. So we have kind of this, replica of you know in physical space of what we can do online i think that's the key thing so whether or not that's done with computer vision or with connecting individual devices um, i think you'll see uh technology in in kind of uh, connecting everything creating this uh what, what do you call it this connected intelligent edge where we know where everything is we know how people are behaving in an environment and uh, and then being able to dynamically uh, impact their experience in the store so it if done properly it should be seamless but you, you'll start seeing things like uh, maybe smart card implementations or yeah. you've seen of unattended retail maybe uh, right. just workout formats so it'll scale from everything as simple as engaging someone at the shelf edge to a full-blown autonomous experience right when you walk in
0: right and from a retailer's perspective, what are the biggest priorities that they have and how are the technologies today kind of helping play a role there?
1: Sure. <clears throat> I think uh, some of the priorities today, obviously there was, you know, go back a decade, there was this threat of online. So there was some attention paid, hey, we need to do something in retail to change, but kind of there's it, there was never necessarily enough motivation to do anything. Uh, COVID kind of accelerated that, um, where there was a shortage of labor. There were changes in behavior with us as consumers of, you know, buy online, pick up at curb, or maybe pick up in-store or have delivered to your home. So a lot of the things we're hearing from retailers today um, are, you know, keeping track of inventory, keeping inventory on the shelves, accurate count of things in the supply chain, because of those different modalities. If they're sending someone out to pick on our behalf and mm-hmm. it's not on the shelf, even though it said it was an in inventory, now yeah. it leads to an unhappy customer because I ordered it, it said it was yep. there. I don't sure. get it, I get a poor substitution, sure. something else, so.
0: Um, and let me ask this, and this is kind of unique to the times that we're in now, how have you seen things like the pandemic influence mm-hmm the retail industry as a whole? And how is technology and IoT technology specifically playing a role in kind of as retail comes back or how has it kind of improved the experience throughout the pandemic? Or I guess, you know, in a sense connected to
1: that. Sure, sure. Yeah, and so so I mentioned a couple headwinds, right? It's more difficult to find someone to work. Maybe there's potentially more regulations. So simple things of knowing how many people are in the store, um, technology can do that um you know you know having let's say automating checkout you know that's that's something you can do where with limited resources maybe they're they're you know assisting customers instead of just Mm -hmm. sitting at a checkout lane so we've seen a lot of that and then obviously the you know the the picking is a big is a big deal so technology to make picking more efficient either through augmented reality glasses edge Mm -hmm. shelf displays that blink when an associate's picking something to make sure they're getting the right thing or even just the, the full automation of these physical spaces turning into um, partially autonomous picking or okay. uh, delivery or pickup and then experience. So, you know, it's, we, we as shoppers now, our behaviors change things that we would touch before we don't want to touch, <laughs> you know, things that, you know, so that it's changed, it, it's forced different modalities with checkout or okay. just in-store uh, behavior.
0: Yeah. And that kind of ties into what I wanted to kind of um, spread into next is more about the in-store experience and the effort that retailers are going to, to making that more relevant and interesting to drive people in versus potentially purchasing online and kind of battling that. How do you all see that kind of evolving or how has it evolved and the role you all play in that space?
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be many things happening over time. I think the simple thing of digitizing the edge, you know, something as simple as automating pricing so that you know, we can see dynamic pricing or pricing online matches that that's in physical space. Sure. So, digit, digitizing things in physical space, understanding how people are moving through the store, maybe through loyalty rewards or through applications or scan and go or smart carts, we now know someone's physical basket in that space. So, now you can start, retailers can start to create these physical online experiences. When we shop online, we don't mind recommendations because typically they're relevant because they're based on our basket or our behavior. So if we can start translating that into physical space, it'll make for a more rewarding uh, trip to the store. Um, And and to be honest with you, a lot of people want to go back to the store. We see see a lot of demand there. At the same time, no one wants to give up their delivery or their pickup options either. So I guess it'll depend on mood of consumers. But the key thing here is to start to align these physical and online experiences so it's what we experience online or in physical space is more similar to what we're used to online in, in these in these times
0: and you've kind of see a certain um, certain kind of retail establishments certain based on what they're selling kind of gravitate more towards uh, these technologies as opposed to other types of stores
1: sure i i well you know, it, we've been engaged with some of the bigger retailers. Uh, I know at our investor day, we had mentioned we're working with Walmart. Doug McMillan was kind enough mm. to to mention our collaboration with them. Okay. When you look at the essential stores, the ones that are most heavily utilized or most depend dependent upon in, in times like COVID, you know those those are the ones I, we see really embracing technology or sure. you know wanting to get more technology because they're they're heavily dependent on the labor shortages, the increase in in wages, the increase in uh, Mm -hmm. product costs, it's more heavily burdened for them. So fixing supply chain, helping the associate um, be more efficient, and at the same time, improving experience to encourage people back into the store, um, I think are all major priorities for the the big retailers, the essential retailers. You
0: mentioned supply chain, which is a topic I wanted Mm -hmm. to get into anyways. Um, So supply chain logistics, kind of that whole area is super popular right now. It's a very hot topic to understand, Mm -hmm. talk about. And discuss how technology is playing a role now, how it has in the past, and what we kind of predict it will do in the future. How do you see kind of IoT technologies and maybe some things that you all have done um, impact the supply chain, improve the supply chain and logistics side of things to help businesses on the retail side?
1: Sure, I, I think uh, <clears throat> it's a good question. So I think the, the good news about Qualcomm, we are our, our, our roots are. Kind of uh, our foundation was more in supply chain. We uh, actually did Omnitracks uh, back okay. in the '80s to track trucks across the country. You know, pre-cell wow. phones and the ability to do that. So okay. if you look, we've been one of our core businesses at Qualcomm has always been this track the tracking goods or services or goods or uh, trucks or uh, mm. logistics. So we've been engaged for multiple decades. What, what's surprising at this point is even if we know where a truck is, we don't necessarily know what's on it. Even if we know something's been delivered to a store, we don't know if it was the right delivery. Mm-hmm. So as we engage with some retailers, it's it's interesting to hear that they may not know where things are and which may not have been a problem in the past because we would walk in and we'd see something on a shelf and take it or not. But right. now we, we expect to see inventory in real time uh, on our phone, on online. So I think the visibility, into supply chain is going to be more important than ever, and it's going to be a combination of technologies. It could be cellular, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. It could be you know RFID, computer vision. It's a combination of all of these technologies working together. Um, to to so the retailer simply has to ask, where is my, how much do I have, and where is it? Today that question is is nearly impossible, and if and to get that that level of insight, they spend a lot of money. Sure. Um, manually figuring that out, or, or after the fact, figuring out they didn't have something. Right. So I think just that pure visibility, the very simple question, how much do I have? Where is it? Is it in the proper condition? Mm-hmm. Is it in the right place? Um, are are going to be key. And I think we're in a unique position with our portfolio, our connectivity portfolio, our computer vision portfolio um, to kind of help enable that. Um, and, and we are engaged with a few folks right now.
0: Yeah, it's been interesting to kind of monitor the evolution of technology over the last number of years, especially as you're thinking about different connectivity options that are out there, prices and the costs for those going down, making solutions more affordable for companies to adopt, and seeing what it's enabling in tons of different industries, but in supply chain logistics, and as we've also mentioned in the retail space, it's quite fascinating to see What's been able to be enabled um, th- with the combination of these technologies and working with organizations who really understand it end to end and allow the companies that are working or the, the companies that are shipping the products, the companies that are, are ordering the products, not have to worry as much as they did before. And there is a huge value for that for them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we, we believe so, too. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're looking at that space very closely and investing heavily there.
0: Um, so let me ask you, forward thinking, kind of through the rest of this year into the next couple years, what does the future of retail look like uh, through your eyes, um, and kind of how does IoT and digital transformation as a whole really play a role uh, in getting there?
1: Yeah, I think the the key thing, and we mentioned it a couple times, you hit on it. It's going to be more about experience. You know, it's okay. it's it's going to be walking into a store and experiencing things maybe even not even walking out with it but having it delivered home but it's having a relevant experience it can't be just technology bombarding us with things we're not interested in it's going to be about the technology monitoring us in the store looking at the store and making real-time relevant recommendations so that it's a meaningful experience to us in the store at the same time we do believe there's going to be things where there's going to be multiple modes of checkout right there's Mm going to be the ability to walk in and walk out. There's going to be unattended right. lanes. There's going to be smart carts or scan and go. But we, you know, we believe retailers are going to have to embrace what consumers want at this point. And, um, and and I think that we're looking for different experiences based on different people and different modes to engage. So you know that that's one thing. The other thing is we're looking over the horizon on you know uh, payment paradigms, right? It's uh, not a lot has changed with with cards over time. Uh, NFC has become much more popular payment method um, through COVID. No one wants to touch anything again. But you know, there's there's is there really a reason for us ever to pull out a card? Is there ever a reason for us mm-hmm. not to just be able to pay any device anywhere in the store that's trusted? So we're looking over the horizon with different payment technologies, or you know, I mentioned earlier robotics. We're heavily investing around our sixth-generation robotics platform. Uh, we we actually have uh, we're in the we're in the Mars uh, drone with uh, Qualcomm chip. So nice. pretty sure if we can handle that environment, we can certainly help deliver packages either with eight autonomous vehicles or with drones. So I think a lot of things are going to change. What actually sticks is uh, to be determined. But the good news is we're in a unique position to to kind of step back and look at how these yeah. things will
0: interact. And how do you think this influences the job market in the retail space, influencing like the likes of cashiers and, sure. and, and, and people who stock the shelves, people who go around and um, work with customers help them find what they're looking for? How does these technologies kind of, you know, whether it's complementing, replacing, you know, what do you kind of see that kind of evolving into?
1: I see it as complementary, to be honest, okay. and, and hopefully making a much better work environment. Uh, let's mm-hmm. say you're, you're the person responsible for putting toothbrushes on a shelf, on peg hooks. And you walk over and there's soft medium and hard bristles and multi-pack and different things. It all looks the same, right? So now it's, if you walk, if you were to walk up and look down with your augmented reality glasses or your industrial handheld and scan something, and you Mm -hmm. look up and something's flashing exactly where it should go, or you see in your eyes exactly where it should be placed. That's a much more enjoyable experience than this nightmare of figuring out where something belongs. So I think there's things we can do, to make the employee or the associate's journey uh, or daily activities much more efficient. And then enable them to, you know, free them up to actually sell, maybe become an expert in a particular area where they can advise people who are trying the shop instead of just struggling on picking or, or stocking something. And then at the front, uh, you know, from a cashier perspective, it's, it's more about choices. Again, it's there will likely be attended lanes still. Because my parents, if they if they walk into a store without of someone course. at the register, they're going to walk right. out. So I think right. there's going to be a need for that. But in a very high turnover environment, um, you know, it, I think it's going to allow people who want to stay there and want to be there to do jobs that are meaningful to them. I, I don't see it, you know, replacing. I, I see it um, putting people in a position to be either experts or do something that they feel is meaningful in that in that environment.
0: Yeah, I kind of always viewed it as. Like for me, when I go into a store, let's say going to Costco, and I actually prefer the self-checkout because it's faster it and get more people through, um, and it makes going to Costco on the weekends much more enjoyable than sure. it was before. But sure. what what I think that allows companies to do is, like you kind of already talked about, is train their employees up to be product experts and help increase the likelihood of sell, sales by being able to pl- pay more attention to the actual customer. Now, of course, some people just like to be left alone and do their own thing. But there are, uh, uh, I guess, there are stores that really could benefit from being more of a hands-on experience and Absolutely. providing different kinds of opportunity for people to learn about stuff. Like if you go to Target, the good chances you probably know what you're looking for. And, you know, there's uh, there's definitely technology-based um Applications that would help them, but it's it's there are unique i think opportunities for technology to even go further with that experience and I think building that skill set within individuals is is how this technology expands the potential for these jobs as opposed to feeling like it's just going to replace them and it's just going to be run by robots or you know yeah. or some other kind of uh, way, oh, way of being done absolutely, absolutely. um well, this has been a been a great conversation. I actually haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about retail IoT for a while, uh, so so I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to ask you before we wrap up here, where when you all talk to companies in the retail space, where is the biggest area that you get pushback? Um, as far as is it a is it a cost thing? Is it a implementation integration type thing? Is it a just lack of knowledge and understanding how the technology would work and benefit them? Is it ROI? Like, where, where do you kind of get the most pushback? And where do you see the biggest challenges of this these technologies being adopted more widespread in the retail space?
1: Sure. I think I think all of the above, uh, you know, okay. you, you a lot of the, the, the points, but it depends on the retailer. Some retailers are very tech savvy and have embraced technology and they have IT departments and engineers to support deployment. They're a little more, you know, forward looking or not so daunted by the bringing technology in. There's also the small regional um, let's say grocers or smaller format stores that they're they're overwhelmed when they see the picture of what can happen. So there's been some things we believe um, we're, we're big proponents of standardization. We think uh, standardizing, you know, air interfaces or standardizing technologies that read things or digitize things will not just be beneficial to Qualcomm, but beneficial to the entire ecosystem. So I know there has in the past, some of the reluctance was simply you know, ROI, and then others were concerned about am I going to make the wrong decision by picking a proprietary implementation from a particular vendor? Sure. So some of the, th- the ways we're looking at it is how do we reduce the cost of technology okay. and then have that technology address multiple uh, ROIs? So if you look okay. at, uh, I'll use shelf labels, I like that one because it's very mm-hmm. easy to understand. There's There's a return on investment for just digitizing the paper label. You don't have to send someone out to replace paper labels. Then, if you look at that, I talked about picking efficiency. Now, your picking mm-hmm. efficiency potentially goes up. Your interaction with the customer. So now you're talking. There's maybe two or three or four ROIs for particular technology that go. Uh, so technology pricing has come down. Labor pricing has gone up, and at the same time, now there's potential. There's other use cases being applied to what used to be seen as a single mode, and I think that's happening everywhere. Um, so now there's now there's the over. There's the overwhelming task of what do I choose, and we've worked ourselves, Qualcomm, we've worked ourselves into a unique position because we don't sell anything to retailers, but we talk to retailers about what's possible with technology. So we'll, you know, we sit back and look at everything, talk about use cases more than we talk about technology, and then we bring in one of our thirteen thousand IoT customers to deploy technology in those retail spaces. Right. Right. Yeah. So that I think that's we're in a unique position to calm people down. Uh, tell them what's possible and how things will interact. And, uh, and you know, just what we we start at the top. What use case is most important to you? And then talk through how they could potentially enable that with uh, technology that, we, we, that we're behind.
0: Fantastic. Um, so as we kind of finish up, t- tell our audience what um, they should be on the lookout for coming out of Qualcomm in the next number of months. And at the same time, where they can stay in touch, how they can learn more and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Sure. Okay. Um, so... What's upcoming? Oh man! So we're taking some of our premium phones, uh, <laughs> smartphone chips, things okay. that you'll see in you know the the premium smartphone space, and driving it into applications such as self checkout or smart carts or unattended retail. Um, so it's it's actually fun to go in with something that wasn't intended to be held in your hand and then do a use case that used to be a PC or a server in the back room. It's fun to go through that. So you'll you'll see some of that. I'm very excited about the changes in uh, checkout um you you know whether it's self-checkout or smart card i mentioned or unattended you know we're investing a lot there and then over the horizon it's you know uh just you we we're trying to rethink how payment happens um so we're investing heavily there in in computer vision but it's all everything we're doing is all about experience for the customer the associate or improving operational efficiency so i think you're going to see some pretty cool applications with mobile devices that weren't intended um, okay there originally and then if you want to find out more about what we're doing or keep track, if you just go to qualcomm.com slash retail, okay. uh, you can you can do that or look me up on LinkedIn and drop me a note.
0: Fantastic. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, I'd love to kind of keep an eye on the space and see how things are going and have you back to kind of talk further about the evolution of the technology, how it's being applied, where we're seeing kind of the biggest opportunities and things like that later this year. So thanks again for, your, for uh, being here.
1: All right. Perfect. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at ryan at iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a future guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.